I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. I've got a heap of questions sent in to you guys off Instagram this week. I'm going to go through a number of them this week. The first one I'm going to go through, though, is from 328 Chopper, and he says, a position every club is lacking. Now, I would say there's a number of clubs that probably aren't lacking any positions, to be perfectly honest with you. I think it's just the reality of this competition. But if I had to pick one position that I think they could definitely upgrade in, every team has one of those. So I thought I would go through each and every team. I haven't got anything written down. I am just going live, my live reaction, what we could go through. So I'm going to go the order of the games this week. We've got the West Tigers, the very first game taking on the Newcastle Knights. So for the West Tigers, uh, for me... I think it probably has to be a halfback. I think Luke Brooks has been good without being great, uh, but I definitely think with a really good seven, you could see a very different game there. Um, I think you could you know, obviously go for another front rower as well, another big dominant front rower. I think they've got solid guys there without having a really dominant front rower. Um, I mean, everywhere else, I think they've done reasonably well. they got centers that are a little bit all over the place, but... Um, I mean, the reality is in this competition, it's hard to get good centers, especially nowadays. I think their guys have got upside. Um, they just leak a lot of points, unfortunately. But I think that'll be my pick for the West Tigers. And that's probably been a little bit picky on Luke Brooks, to be honest with you. Um, I think that, obviously, at hooker, there are better hookers around. But I think they've got two young guys that could really evolve into something. Um, yeah, I'd probably go halfback for the West Tigers. For the Newcastle Knights, uh, their opposition this weekend. For the Newcastle Knights, hard to say. Last year, I would have said hooker. Uh, but Brayley, he has just exploded onto the scene. He's been unreal. Uh, there's nowhere really in the forward pack I would go for. It probably has to be that right center spot. I would probably look for a big upgrade there. They've obviously got KP at fullback. Uh, They've got a number of really solid wingers there. Heimel Hunt, Edric Lee, these sort of guys. Uh, A couple of young guys that have come in and done a job. They've got Bradman Best there as well. Uh, You've got, obviously, Kurt Mann, who can play six. You've got Mitch Pierce at seven. I think it's that right center spot. It's that real last strike spot that I think they could get a big upgrade in. So I'd probably go right center for the Newcastle Knights. Could be a big upgrade. Uh, I think the reality is that they don't use 
obviously the right side as much as they use the left. But in I think in modern rugby league, you need to be using both sides of the park. You can't just be going with a very basic structure of going to the right upright, then swinging back down the left and putting all your eggs in that basket. So I'd probably pick a right centre. I think if they did have a more dominant right centre, uh, they obviously had Jesse Raymond there a few years ago, but that didn't work out. So if they had a dominant right centre, I think it would change their game plan a little bit. I think it would make the Knights a lot more interesting. The next game, we've got the Manly Seagulls, the Brisbane Broncos. For the Manly Seagulls, I think I would have to go hooker. Uh, Lachlan Croker, he has done a good job. He hasn't been great. He's been better than what I anticipated he would be. They've got Cade Cuss there as well. They've got Finu on their books still. Um... I think they're just missing a quality hooker, though. Halfback, 5'8", they got covered. Fullback, they've obviously got covered. Centers, I really like Morgan Harper. I like Moses Sully. Brad Parker, old Hank Scorpio. Bag him all we want. I think he's a solid little footballer. Yeah, he's, he's, he's one of the more improved players in our competition. Out on the edges, you've got Jason Saab. Uh, you've got Ruben Garrick. I mean, you, you've got George Tafua not making the side at the moment. I think the forward pack's really strong. Uh, they've got really good leaders in their front row. Good second row as you've got Jake Travojevic at lock. For me, I think it would have to be Hooker that I would upgrade there. And they've been trying to fill this void for a little bit. They've had Danny Levi, Lock and Croker, Cade Custer. I think Cade Custer is the pick of the bunch by a country mile. But obviously, Des Hasler doesn't seem to agree. I just don't think Croker, he offers enough in the modern game for me. So he would definitely be the upgrade for me at the Manly Seagulls. Uh, they're taking on the Brisbane Broncos. Really tough with the Broncos. Um, I think once again... You'd probably have to go halfback. Uh, I like the rest of the side. Uh, in the centres, I've obviously got, got Katoni Staggs comes back. Farmworth, I really like him. Solid wingers. Um, five eight. It'd be, it'd be halfback or five eight. I guess you got Milford there, but I think you could do much better. I, I think it's time for a change with Milford. I don't think it's going to work long term. So you would have to go halfback or five eight for the Broncos. I think Turpin has been really good for them. I think there's a rumor going around he might captain them this week. Um, so he, his rise through the ranks has been unreal. You've got. Unreal front rowers, Matty Lodge, Payne Haas. Second rowers are great as well. A couple of young guys, a couple of older heads there as well. Uh, lock forward, you've got Paddy Carrigan. He's just done an ACL, so unfortunately, but he's another really solid footballer. A lot of really good guys coming off the pond as well. So I think it would have to be halfback or 5'8". And I think the reality is in their system right now, if they... You know, to, to get the best out of what they've got, I think they need to find a real seven. It would be an Adam Reynolds sort of type player that I would bring into this system. So I think for the Broncos, it has to be halfback. Next game's Canterbury and the Raiders. For the Canterbury Bulldogs, good God, it's tough. Probably wouldn't go for a front rower or a back rower. I think their forward pack is reasonably good. Uh, on paper, it's pretty strong. Halfback, you got Flano. 5'8", you've got Avarillo. Um, I think there's a lot of talent out in the backs. I'm not sure if they're all playing the right positions, to be honest with you. But I even think, you know, if you were to go out and sign a star center or a star winger or a star fullback, I don't think you're getting the job done by your halves and your hooker in the first place. It would have to be halfback, 5'8", or hooker for me. Hooker's a spot that I would seriously look at, but... I'm not sure if there's a hooker in our game that could have enough impact on this team to change them dramatically. I think it probably has to be a seven, realistically. Seven or a six. Uh, I would like to give Flano a few years to develop, but uh, I think if you were trying to fix them right now, once again, this would be another sort of Adam Reynolds-type footballer. This would be, you know, a Nathan Cleary sort of type footballer. You probably need a little bit more X factor in this side, so you'd probably go a Nathan Cleary sort of style halfback in this team. Uh, but I think it would definitely be seven that I would go for at Canterbury. For the Canberra Raiders, uh, really tough here. 
Obviously, they've got a really good hooker. They've got a great 5'8". They've got a great halfback. Uh, centers are pretty strong. I mean, you, that's probably the spot that I'm going to end up on, I reckon. Wingers, I think there's a, a fair share of solid wingers there. Fullback, he's a little bit unorthodox. I mean, if I was to name my top five fullbacks in the game, I wouldn't even think of Charles Nickel Clockstad, but he does a job for them. I don't think it's their biggest worry. They got great forwards. There's so much depth in the forwards. They got two classy hookers. Uh, so I think it probably would be centre. Now you've obviously got Curtis Scott on one side. The other side you got Sebastian Chris. You got Jared Croker. Personally, right now today, I think Sebastian Chris is a better footballer than Jared Croker. Potentially, I think Matthew Tomoko could also be a better footballer than Jared Croker today, right now. He just looks a little bit shot to me, Jared Croker. That's not to say that it's over for him. He could still find his confidence and bounce back, but I am very, very nervous about him. So I think finding a strike left centre would probably be my priority if I was to go onto the market for the Raiders. I think that's the one position they probably are lacking, but I mean, you could make a few arguments for a couple of other positions at the moment. They're not going to crash hot, unfortunately. The next game, got the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Cronulla Sharks. We'll start with the Sharks first. Um, hard with the Sharkies. You've obviously got the halves pretty much sorted. I think Will Kennedy's been playing really well. Um, up front, potentially I would go a big front rower, to be honest with you. Uh, I think Blake Braley's been really good at nine as well. The back rowers are strong. Um, you've obviously got Sivitalikai floating around in there, but I would I would probably go for a big leader in that pack. I mean, I look at the front rowers at the moment, I would say the leader... You're probably looking at Hamlin Uele. He doesn't play huge minutes. Uh, I think there's a lot of better front rowers out there. He has been doing a good job. That's what I always say about the Sharks. They've got a pretty good squad across the park. They've got a pretty good squad. They've got pretty good depth. There's no real positions you're like, Jesus, that's a tire fire over there. Um, I think I would go for a big dominant front rower, like a Payne Haas sort of type, a Josh Papali, just a guy that brings a lot of stature to this team. I just think it's the one thing the Cronulla Sharks sort of lack. And that guy for the last few years has been Andrew Fafita. Aaron Woods hasn't quite filled that mould. Uh, Aiden Tolman isn't quite that sort of footballer. I think they need a bit of an X-factor sort of front row, one of these explosive front rowers I've been talking about for a long time. And look, Hamlin Ueli, he's probably right up there with them, but I would go for a next-level sort of guy. Even like a Takiyaho, I think he'd be fantastic for them as well. For the South Sydney Rabbitohs, uh, you're probably looking at a similar thing. I think their back line's absolutely stacked. You wouldn't make any changes there. Hookers, fantastic. You wouldn't make any changes there. Um, but yeah, I think it's in their forward pack. And I think this is where, on one end, you've got Jaden Sui, you've got Coolum and Tungy on the other side. I would consider an upgrade on Coolum and Tungy uh, or a front row. A front rower there, another one of these Payne Haas sort of types, uh, or a Josh Papali. I think out on that on that left edge, I mean, if you could upgrade to like a David Fafita with that shape, with Cody Walker, with Latrell Mitchell out on that side, I mean, Kulamantungi, he's coming on really well. I just don't think Cody Walker has too much trust in his back rower on that edge, regardless of who it really is. I don't think he's ever really trusted them. They've never really had an all-time star there, though. So I think that if they could upgrade that position there to like a David Fafita, a Ryan Madison, even a Wade Graham, these sort of guys that you can trust, they're reliable, they've got X-Factor about them. I just think it would make the guys on that edge a lot more dangerous. So for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, I think I'd probably look at the left edge back rower spot. I'd probably upgrade that if I had free reign over that. The next game. Sydney Roosters versus the North Queensland Cowboys. If I was to upgrade the Roosters, geez, it's tough. They've got so many guys out. I mean, if you had their full squad, 1-17, oh, geez, you, you, you would have said halfback at the start of the season, wouldn't you? But, 
I mean, you couldn't possibly look past uh, what, what what Sammy Walker's doing at the moment. I don't think centers, you could possibly upgrade their wingers. I don't think you could upgrade there. I mean, even if you take Brett Morris out, you put Ikevalu out there. Jeez, I mean, he's far from an issue, Ikevalu, for me. He's got a couple of defensive problems, but they're not... They're not at the top end of your your, your big problems for me. Uh, you wouldn't change Victor Radley at lock. Second row is you wouldn't change Cordner. You wouldn't change Angus Crichton. Cordner may be a controversial one, but I wouldn't be changing him. Once he's fit to come back, I think he'll do really well. Uh, you've got Takiaho up front. You've got Jared Rhea Hargraves, Lindsay Collins. These, these just absolute guns. I mean, it, to, to be honest with you, if I look at the Roosters side, it probably is Hooker. I mean, at the start of the year, they had Jake Friend. Now they're left with Sam Verrills. Uh, you could do much worse than to have Sammy Verrills. I would probably upla- uh, upgrade the Hooker spot. Obviously, the gap between Sam Verrills and some of the other nines in the competition, uh, there's a big gap there. He does lack a bit of experience. He's played in the grand final. He's done a lot of things, but there is a lack of experience there. The other position that I would be looking at for the Roosters is Jersey 14. And as I've been saying for a long time, I think the bench is more important than ever right now. And I think the Roosters, they could do worse than to get back a guy like Mitch Orbison or that sort of style footballer. I think they're going to try and turn Adam Kieran into that potentially. It'll be interesting to see where he gets named on team list. I'm recording this before they come out. So that'll be interesting. But I think the Roosters, it's a pretty strong team across the park. As I said, there's not too many guys you would want to change in that side. Obviously, Luke Keary at 6'2", didn't even really mention him. Uh, not many changes you'd make. It'd probably be Hooker or it'd probably be a bench spot for me, to be honest with you. I'd probably upgrade a big utility there uh, that I think could offer a lot, like what Mitch Orbison's done for a long time. As I said, Adam Kieran, he might be that guy for them, though. The next game, the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, if I had to make a change to the Cowboys, just going through their squad now, um, I mean, Hooker, I'm not, I, I really liked Reese Robson when he arrived up there. I'm not as convinced on him. They've got Chad Townsend arriving up there next year. I think they are still lacking a quality half at the moment. So, I mean, if you ignore that Chad's going there next year, it's probably halfback that I upgrade there. Fullback's great. Um, centers are reasonably strong, I guess. You could also go for a strike center, realistically. you got the hammer out at the moment. I'm less than convinced of him as a center, though. But, but I, I think to fix these problems, you probably need to bring in a strike halfback, realistically. I think there's a lot of problems up there that solved by bringing in maybe another forward, maybe another second rower. They don't really have those strike edge guys that a lot of the other teams do. Uh, they've sort of got all, all their money invested, obviously, in Town Lola. They had a lot of money invested in Michael Morgan and in Val Holmes and now Scott Drinkwater. I think a halfback to accommodate all these guys or another big forward, another edge player, uh, maybe, you know, like an Angus Crichton, Ryan Madison, one of these style footballers. Um, I think up front, once you add in Town Malola, you've got Jordan McLean. You've got a couple of guys up there that are very handy. They're not that top end of front rowers, but I think you've got enough to get by there. It'd probably be halfback that I'd make a change. And look, this is no shock. The more I talk about all these teams and where I would upgrade, I mean, we said the other day, where the hell are all the first-grade halfbacks? Where are all the proven successful halfbacks in the NRL? There aren't many of them around, and I think this is evident as we go through these teams. I don't know if you guys would push back on any of the selections I've made, but I know I'm saying halfback quite a bit, so it is a bit of a worry. The next game, we've got the Warriors up against the Parramatta Eels. Uh, for the New Zealand Warriors, wouldn't go fullback. You wouldn't go in the halves. I don't think you'd go in the centers. You wouldn't go in the wingers. Uh, I don't think you'd go the front row. I don't think you'd go the back row either, to be honest with you. You've got Ben Murdoch, Masilla, Josh Curran, Katoa, number of really good guys there. Tohu Harris, he covers obviously 13 or in the second row. You've also got Jazz Tavega there, so I think it has to be Hooker. Uh, Wade Egan, he's been good. 
Uh, he's been a lot better than what I probably anticipated he would be. He's a guy that I really liked in the Penrith system. Long guru followers and listeners will know that I really liked Egan as he came through the Penrith Panthers system. Hasn't quite kicked on as I expected. I thought he was reasonably lucky to get the opportunity to be an 80-minute uh, hooker in the NRL at the Warriors. Uh, and look, he, he's played well, but I think there is a lot more upside in a lot of other uh, hookers that you could find in the NRL, especially behind their pack. Once you get Adam Fanua Blake back, um, number of big bodies there. Ben Murdoch, Masilla, Lisa Armau, he's another front row that I really like. There's a lot of upside, big bunty of Foa. And I think if you had a proper nine, a proper running nine, I think it'd be sensational. I mean, if you were to put Harry Grant in that side, I just think the Warriors would be a completely different team. It'd just add so much strike to them. Uh, so, yeah, pro- probably nothing against Wade Egan, to be honest with you. I think he has played well this year. But if I'm picking a position that they lack and a position that they can improve in, I think it definitely has to be hooker for the New Zealand Warriors. I don't think too many people have pushed back on that, uh, especially now that you've got Reese Walsh floating around. He can cover so many positions. You've got Rocco Berry floating around out there too. You've got Ewan Aiken coming back from injury. It is actually a really good strong squad for the New Zealand Warriors. But I think hooker is the one spot I would upgrade. For the Parramatta Eels... Up front, Regan Camagilla. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, you know, Junior Paulo, you wouldn't change any of those fellas. Reid Marnie, arguably the best hooker in the competition on form right now. He's had an unbelievable start to the season. You wouldn't change him. In the second row, you got Ryan Madison, Isaiah Papali'i, Sean Lane, unreal footballers. Uh, Papali'i and Ryan Madison, definitely on the high end of the best second rowers in our game right now. You wouldn't make a change there. Um, you know, you got Nathan Brown at 13. He's a lock that I absolutely love. I think he's a fantastic player. You know, if he was out, they would probably move Papali'i back there and you would see Sean Lane go to the edge. So the forward pack, I don't think you could possibly make any changes to this forward pack. I don't think it can really be improved that much. I'd keep them as they are. You've obviously got Mitch Moses at seven. You've got Dylan Brown at six. I wouldn't make any huge changes here. You could argue that you want to upgrade Mitch Moses, but... Um, I think there probably are other other issues in this side that I would sort out. Uh, yeah, have a look at their back line. I think the left side's been really good so far this year. Sevo, he's been fantastic. I think Tom Opacic, he's a guy that I really didn't rate when he left the Cowboys. I didn't understand what this signing was about. I thought he was so far away from filling the shoes of Michael Jennings. It was not even funny. I think he's been really impressive, Tom Opacic. I've been happy with him. It's right center that I find interesting. You've obviously got Fergo outside him that's strong. Gutho at fullback. Right center is probably the spot that I would look at the Parramatta Eel. Uh, you'll have Wonga Blake there probably when he's fit. Nia Corey's filled in there and done a really good job, but I think another right-side strike center would be fantastic for the Parramatta Eels. Uh, that's probably the one spot I would look to try and bolster here, but you know, you could do worse than Wong and Blake, but I just I just don't think he offers enough, to be honest with you. And I think Nia Corey jumping in there as a back rower doing a fantastic job has probably shown that. It'll be really interesting to see how Wong and Blake responds to this. He's actually a freakish athlete. He's an unbelievable athlete. I think he's a better athlete than he is footballer, to be honest with you. So it's going to be interesting to see how he bounces back from this. I remember talking to Roger Fabry about him. Fabry just couldn't believe how gifted he was, how perfect his running technique, and how quick he was. So he has got a lot to offer, uh, but it's definitely a 
spot that I would upgrade if it was up to me. Melbourne Storm. Uh, very, very interesting here. No idea what's going to go on here. Uh, up front, I don't think I would change anything. I love their front rowers. I love the guys that come off the bench. Uh, Hooker, Harry Grant, Brandon Smith wouldn't change a thing. Uh, in the second row, I mean, Felice Kafusi, Kenny Bromwich. There are guys with greater highlights. There's guys with better stats. But these two, they just get a job done week in, week out. I'm, I mean, they might be the guys we end up changing. We'll see how we go. Uh, but, geez, that's a harsh one, isn't it? I mean, Dale Finucane or Brandon Smith at 13, you're not changing either of those two two brilliant footballers. Seven and six, you're not going to go near them. Hughes is arguably the inform seven of the competition. He's been unbelievable this year. Cam Munster is Cam Munster. He can do things that no one else can. It's interesting. I mean, the two wingers, uh, you've got Josh Adokar, and I think on their best day, you've probably got Remus Smith. If it's not Remus Smith, it's George Jennings out there. I really like those two there. I'm not as keen as Remus Smith at right center. Uh, He's a guy that I would probably make a change if I could. Uh, obviously, the fullback, you wouldn't change. Pappy or Nico Hines, you'd be stoked with both of them. Left center, Justin Olam, he's been fantastic. I think it would have to be right center. And it's interesting that we are, like, it's either sort of spine players or a right center that we're sort of lacking. And I mean, when you think about it logically, no huge shock there. I mean, the right side, it tends to be the left to right pass. So it tends to be a lot of right-handers. The majority of footballers tends to be their bad side. So you find these guys aren't as strong. But if you can find a perler of a right center, geez, it gives them a big point of difference. And that's what I love about the Roosters, having Joey Manu for so long, having a strong right center. It gives you a huge point of difference. They're really hard to handle makes them really awkward on that other side of the park. And if you're able to spread out to the right as easily as you are to the left, I mean, you do see a lot of teams that stack their left edge because it's the easier side for a lot of these guys to pass on. It's the more natural side, Um, especially when you are doing the block plays and everything that you see teams doing now where they go through two or three hands of forwards. You want them passing on their good side generally. That's how teams tend to line up. So I think a right center would be fantastic for Melbourne, a real strike guy. Obviously, Branko Lee, I've had him on the podcast. I love Branko. He's a sensational player. Injured a lot, though. Uh, When he is there, there are still a couple of defensive issues there. So I think you'd have to upgrade right center. But, geez, it's nitpicking. It more so says more about the rest of the team, to be honest with you, because there honestly isn't a single issue anywhere else. They're playing the St. George Illawarra Dragons this week, and the Dragons. Um, I wouldn't change Hooker. I think there's a big enough gap between McCulloch and everyone else. Ben Hunt, probably wouldn't change Ben Hunt. Dufty, I would look to change him, but there are bigger issues elsewhere. Corey Norman, similar. You're getting very hit and miss with Normie, but I think there are bigger issues. Um, You're probably going, I mean, up front, you've got Paul Vaughan, then you've got sort of Blake Laurie, uh, Daniel Alvaro, these sort of guys. A front rower could be someone that you look at. Second row, uh, they got a uh, they got a solid second row. Obviously, Tyson Frizzell leaving has left a massive hole. Tariq Sims, you wouldn't really change. They've got good second rowers. I think a, a ball playing lock, lock forward would be sensational for them. Though you've seen Fuli Mayano there. Obviously, Josh McGuire's jumped in there the last few weeks. He's done really well though. Josh McGuire. Uh, you've got right center. You've got Zach Lomax. Left center. You've got Jack Bird out on the wings. Uh, Ravalawa is genuinely there. He's normally a pretty solid footballer. On the other wing at the moment, you've got um, you've got the young bloke Fie guy. I don't know. I, I'd probably look for another 
that's hard. This team's hard. You you could upgrade six. You could upgrade a second rower. You get another big front rower, another big dominant front rower in there. There's a number of things you could upgrade to this Dragon side. There's not something in particular that is standing out to me as a massive issue. I know a lot of people will say Corey Norman. I actually think he's played reasonably well this year, to be honest with you. I think he's played reasonably well in their losses as well. So I'm not going to jump on that bad Corey Norman train, which a lot of people do. I don't think he's been too bad this year. I think in the games that they've won, I think he's played really well as uh, on top of that. Um, yeah, a number of positions you could upgrade here. You could go for a real strike winger. I would love to see a ball-playing lock come into this side and probably move Josh Maguire up into the front row. That's probably the way I, I would go with this side. Uh, but yeah, there's a, there's a number of spots in this team you could look to upgrade without a doubt. Uh, let's move to the last game in the week, the Gold Coast Titans and the Penrith Panthers. Jeez, uh, Penrith's going to be interesting, Jesus. For the Gold Coast Titans, um, a lot of strike across the park here. Once again, I think Hooker might be the position that I would go. I'm just looking at their side. Got really solid front rowers. A couple of rep guys lining up there in the second row. Kevin Proctor for a heap of experience. David Fafita, obviously. Peach in 13. Um, seven and six. I really like these two young kids. Yes, you could... You could go up in those two spots without a doubt, but I think there's enough potential in these guys over the next few years. I'd be happy to hold them. A lot of sneaky strike out out wide too. I mean, Philip Sammy, Brian Kelly, guys that I really like. Isan Masters has arrived there now. He's got a lot of upside. Anthony Don, I mean, as unorthodox as he is, he's a bit like Jason Nightingale. Everything just looks difficult. Everything looks a bit awkward, but he gets the job done and he's reliable as all hell. Uh, so not a guy I would probably change there either, to be honest with you. Um, AJ Brimson at fullback, I think he's sensational. I think Mitch Rain, he's done a really good job for them, uh, but it definitely is the one position that I think they should be going after after pretty hard. I think that if they have the potential to be able to sign a Brandon Smith, they should be throwing the kitchen sink in him. I think it's definitely a position that they need to chase. So I think for the Titans, I would have to go hooker there. You could tell me the halves, and I probably wouldn't push back on you, but I think there's enough potential there. I think hooker, that's the spot I'll be going for the Titans. And obviously chased Cam Smith pretty heavily at the start of the season, so I think it's something that they're well aware of as well. For the Penrith Panthers, tough at the moment. Very, very tough. If we go through that side, you wouldn't change the front rowers. They've been unreal. You wouldn't really change the second rowers. They've also been amazing. You couldn't change Appy. He's been unreal. Lock forward Isaiah Yo, arguably the best, if not a top, you know, top five, definitely lock forward in our game. I've picked him in my New South Wales team at the moment, Victor Adley. I love him, but he's going to have to do a lot of work over the next few weeks to get Yo out of my team. Um, halfback, you couldn't change him. 5'8", couldn't change him. Uh, left center at the moment, Matty Burton. I don't think I'd change him either, to be honest with you. Brian To'o wouldn't change him. Right center, you could potentially get a little bit more there. They've got a couple of guys that are filled in right center. Stephen Crichton's there at the moment, though, so... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Stephen Crichton, if you want to change him, you could, but... Jeez, I don't know. It'll be a bold strategy, I'll tell you that much. Uh, then you got Charlie Staines out on the wing, who's been sensational as well. He's only played a handful of games. He's probably up to 20-odd games now. Maybe not even that, but he's been unreal as well. So, And Dylan Edwards at fullback. I mean, I, I don't know what you would change with this team, to be perfectly honest with you. There's nothing that stands out to me being a liability. I mean, if I had to take this team from great to all time, it is so unfair, but I would probably look at Dylan Edwards to one of these Tom Travoyeviches or these James Tedesco's. But honestly, that is a compliment to the rest of this team. There is just no weaknesses anywhere in this side. For me to move Dylan Edwards to try and upgrade him, it's saying something about this team. Huge compliment to them, and I hope no one takes offense to that with Dylan Edwards. But 
I mean, he isn't of that top-tier class. I, I, I said on a podcast earlier today that I did, like, he gives an 8 out of 10 every week, but he doesn't have that 10 out of 10 that a lot of these other fullbacks do that you saw from Tommy Turbo on the weekend. So, to be honest, there'd probably be fullback, and that is just so incredibly unfair because Dylan Edwards has not disappointed, has not put a foot wrong since starting, but just shows the depth that this Penrith Panthers team has at the moment. It is just insane. A fantastic question there from 328 Chopper. Thoroughly enjoyed that one, mate. Really good to go through each of these teams and have a look at it like that. Hope you enjoyed just my live reaction off the top of my head. Not too much planning went into this one. Uh, Just using my general knowledge and having a look at each side. Hope you enjoyed it, guys. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market